Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my two idiot co-hosts, Cody Franco and Avery Zaretsky. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to say anything right off the bat because we do got to give a congratulations to our dear friend, Avery. And Avery, I'll just let you tell the story. The floor is yours. All right. Uh, moving to Florida, Miami. I'm, I'm going to be a Florida boy now. It's the first time uh, I'm 25 years old. I've lived in New Jersey my entire life. Now I'm going down to Miami with the Blue York boys, AJ and Alex Castiglia, give them a shout out. I'm I'm really excited to hang out. Bro, with you're them living down by there. yourself. I am living. Yeah, <laughs> I am living by myself down there. Uh, I took a job with Better. They're a sports gambling company with co-founder Jake Paul. You probably know that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going back to video editing. Back to that barstool lifestyle. No more corporate. Hell yeah, dude. You were corporate for what, like a month? No, longer Worst than that. Life, bro. Yeah. We heard about it every day. No, yeah. no, no. I listen. I like the job I was working at. The good people is just um, mm, not it just you. was it just wasn't a good fit for me. I, I liked a little bit more not laid back lifestyle, but uh, le- less corporate. Yeah, say. And uh, we should also say it's the first time the three of us are like on the show together. I think in me, two months. Probably. Yeah, me and Avery. Uh, it, it was a couple months, but we finally ended our feud. He stopped being a little bitch, and you know, Venmoed me the money he owed me. So we're cool now. Yeah, let's also just keep this PG, Cody. Let's start with that. Um, but no, I actually thought is, is that it's not PG. That's definitely not PG. Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's good to be back with you, Cody. I really missed you. Uh, it was great. The episodes did a lot better when you weren't on, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually saw Cody yesterday. I stopped by. He was at tailgate in Brooklyn, like. Uh, with his boys before a wedding he was like wearing a tuxedo at an outdoor sports bar it was the I, dude everybody was coming up to me it was great johnny talk- johnny walked right up to me he goes damn you look good as fuck I'm you like, did look good you did look good 
Thanks, bro. Did, did he said that to me too, though? Did you? Did we talk about the time that we ran to each other too? I don't know if we talked about it on the show. No. No. no yeah. I was, yeah. I was at an open bar and Johnny just walks in and he's like, "You look great." So I think he just says that to everybody. Cody, you know, Cody was like, me. actually, like looking really good. You did look good too, Avery. But Cody Thanks, was like, in a tux. "That's crazy. That's yeah. just a crazy statement." But all no, right. he was that you looked good. I I believe that is a crazy statement because you just look like shit all no the time. But he said um, he actually look good and he didn't before yeah. cody goes on with the terrible trash talk uh let's just <laughs> cut him off now so should wow. we just dive into like just the topic of conversation around the rangers or like how do you guys want to? yeah it's great we actually have a lot of stuff to talk about now which is nice mm-hmm. do we i think for starters we should talk about the game against the islanders the most recent preseason game i caught uh a little bit of it this morning i couldn't watch it last night i'm sure cody probably couldn't watch it either last night but avery did you catch the game at all yeah like bits and pieces i I don't really buy too much into preseason obviously it's a little bit more in terms of like the lower end guys trying to make the team so i don't really like i don't i don't like to micromanage preseason but i do like to see the guys back in the uniform of course um i did watch a couple shifts i thought um panarin looked good i thought he was fine Mm. um obviously people want to talk about the bad shifts and like i said micromanage but yeah uh, I, I really like othman's game i think if we're talking about the guys who are looking to make the team Othman, brodzinski uh will cooley really? they, they've all looked really good and i think that they're all looking to make the extra step my favorite guy so far in preseason by far is gustafson though i think he's going to be oh my god six men for the defensive core i think i've he's been on the gus hype train the gus bus yeah. for sure i uh i, I like that, what gus movie that one, bro? huh what movie is that from? Were you old enough to watch it? Were you old enough to watch it? I'm asking. Avery, say it, dude. Avery, say it, bro. Say the movie. Well, I, I, I classify Gus Bus as bench warmers. Yeah, that's, right, that's my way. Yeah. yeah. What else could it be? I don't know. I was thinking Cody was thinking of some like super old movie because he's no. so old. <laughs> uh, All five years. So yeah, yeah I think right <laughs> now, Gustafson is probably you know beating out Zach Jones for that. Obviously, spot. yeah. yeah. Dude, he uh, had forty-two no, points last year. He would never was not going to beat out Zach Jones. Zach, no. But Zach Jones is probably a lock for the seventh spot. And you know, if I don't know if a guy takes a step back like Schneider or someone, you you, you never know. But Schneider's actually, I think, looked kind of sloppy so far in preseason. Um, I don't think he's been you know, and, and again, like Avery said, preseason hockey. I think when you know you're making the team is a little bit different. Uh, but Schneider, you know, I'm I'm sure he'll get his step back. You know, as the games go on, but. I don't think he's looked great so far. Yeah. So I, I actually have a question. So this might be a dumb question, but is there a reason Perot wasn't invited to tr- to training camp? He's not signed. That that's that's just the sole reason that he hasn't been signed. You have to be you have to be yeah. signed by the Rangers to okay. attend training camp. Yeah, he's also for sure going to college. So no, I know, I know, but but I figured, I, I, yeah, yeah, but I figured like they could still extend him an invite, like if he was signed, I guess so. Not a, not a dumb question. Not a smart no. question. No, it, it's going to be a two, it's going to be a two year question. process with him. He will yeah. be he'll be invited next year, and then he'll probably make the team the year after. But I'm sure there's are people you, that aren't that are listening that don't know that. So yeah, kind of a good question. Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> are you are you more hyped about Perot or Othman? Uh, I think we talked about this on a recent episode. I think we were asked this question, and I said Othman because just Othman is more of like a right now. Uh, you know, Perot. Obviously, like Avery just said a minute ago, is you know more two years down the road, and you know I think Othman is just more of the like Ranger type of blue collar player that the fans are gonna love. Perot is a stud, don't get me wrong, and he's got a ton of skill, a ton of talent. Um, he'll be a different kind of you know like star-studded Ranger that I think people criticize a little bit more than Othman because Othman has the work ethic. I'm not saying Perot doesn't work hard, 
but it's so easy to love a guy like Othman because I think you just said you know, Perot's gonna suck. No, Damn, shut dude. the fuck up. But you know what I mean? It's just it's just very easy to love a guy like Othman who, who brings that like Ryan Callahan like type of work ethic, right? Like I think that's just Othman's effort will be shown every night. So so let me ask you this then. If the Rangers somehow find cap space going into the deadline and they have the ability to make a you know some form of a game changing move that could put them over the top and the other team demands one of Othman or Perot, who are you going with? If you have to do it. Um, that's a good question. I, if you I have say, to do it to win. If, if, if hypothetical, but if it guarantees you a cup, it doesn't really matter if they win a like if they win a cup, right? Like, okay, it guarantees you a trip to the finals, and then it's TBD. I think it would really depend on where Othman is at that point. Like, if he's yeah. producing a lot, you probably get rid of Perot. But if he's not, then you might think about getting rid of Othman and then just waiting for Perot. But I mean, if it guarantees you a cup, like Johnny said, it doesn't really. Matter. matter that much yeah um but I, I i love othman's game like johnny said i think ryan callahan's a really good comparison for him and listen he could end up being a, a second line guy maybe even a first line guy down the road he has that scoring ability he has that yeah, edge. I, I really like him a lot i tweeted it yesterday or, or like two days ago i don't think othman will make the team out of camp but i guarantee that he'll finish he'll finish sure. the year on the team i mean that's a given got. that's a given no, because I think he's making a pretty strong case to make the team out of camp. I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna make the team. Dude, there's no the only way he's making the team out of camp, like I said, is if they guarantee him a top nine spot. They're not gonna throw him on the fourth line. And you know, they do have a a fucking top nine spot open. I mean, technically, right? Like VC's probably that third line guy right now who you don't really want on the third line, but at the same time, they're not gonna waste a year of eligibility on this kid if He's not going to be like bona fide star at, at the beginning. What are you What are you giggling at? Eligibility. It's not. It's not college. <laughs> I mean, he's no. Talking about he's it's, talking about yeah, dude, it, it was it, just cute. It was cute. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Very cute, Cody. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you. Okay, so now let's go into a topic of conversation that I actually want to ask Cody specifically. It seems like Alexi Lafreniere is getting somewhat of a Zach Wilson kind of treatment, and mm. I don't think it's fair. Uh, then again, I don't pay as close attention to the Jets and Zach Wilson, so I don't really know if the hate on him is warranted. But you know, from what you're seeing around Lafreniere, and there was a lot of criticize, like criticizing him last night about the first goal against because you know he didn't mm-hmm. back check his hardest after like a minute plus shift. Yeah. Uh, so what Lobby are your thoughts? Him out too. Yeah, I, th- I think Lobby let's see. We can get into that after. Lobby let's been fucking amazing so far. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, let's talk about the Lafreniere criticism. Like, what have you seen, Cody? So, ad- admittingly, I've only watched two of their games so far. I mean, the, the other two, they yesterday was game four, right? That was yeah. the fourth game. Yeah. yeah. So I, I watched the Devils game and then I watched the, you know, opening opening game. But um, I, I think. First and foremost, it's it's not even comparable. Um, you know, it would be different if you were comparing like Laugh and Trevor Lawrence, who was a number one overall pick. Like Wilson mm-hmm. was number two. Um, yeah. he just sucks. Uh, <laughs> quite quite frankly, he's just trash. Um, dude, the Joe Namath comments about Zach Wilson were it, insane. Yeah, yeah. Do you imagine I mean, like Messier saying that about Alexi Lafreniere? Yeah, but but you know, this might be a hot take for Jet fans, and I'm a big Jet fan, but like. Joe Namath wasn't like one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Like he he wasn't. He won them a Super Bowl. Um, his stats like were fine. I mean, Cody's he wasn't right. like an, he wasn't like I don't an know, LA. Yeah, he wasn't I don't know like a Brady. Like, dude, he don't get me wrong. He is a great. He's he's an all timer for sure. But he wasn't like you know a top 
five top seven guy. But but everybody misconstrues that because, you know, obviously he won the Jets that Super Bowl in 1969 and had an unreal season and, you know, whatever. But like his whole career, like he wasn't this unbelievable, unstoppable guy like like a Mark Messier or Wayne Gretzky. Um, but those comments, I, I mean, he is the most famous Jet ever. Yeah. So to, to hear that as a quarterback in the same position as him, it's obviously can't make you feel that good. Um, it, it, it is warranted. I mean, Zach Wilson fucking sucks. He can't throw the ball. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball further than 20 yards. He's playing scared. Um, I, I think the similarity in the two is what I just said. I think Loff plays scared. I think there's a lot of times he plays scared. Um, he just needs to finish his checks more. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to like, dude, when, when he was playing in, in, um, Canada, I mean, dude, he had like, 60 goals like before he was drafted or, or something crazy. And he just needs to, he needs to like get out of his own head. Um, I, I think, you know, the pressure of Broadway is probably on him a little bit, but like it, it shouldn't be that much pressure because he's surrounded with other superstars. And I think he just needs to like get out of his own head. Um, you know, I still think he's very talented and I, I still have confidence in him. Um, you know, obviously if, we're 70 games into the season and the guys at 35 points, then, then that's a totally different story. But I mean, dude, Zach Wilson's not even a starting QB. Like he's, he's like probably a backup on like half of the leagues. Like he, he's just trash. I mean, he's trash. the thing about the, uh, the Q is that it doesn't really translate to the NHL as much as these other Canadian leagues. Obviously Crosby is a major outlier from that, yeah. but a yeah. lot of guys that come out of the Q just aren't as good as the guys who come out of like, other major junior programs. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you see, you see the flashes with Lop, for sure. Right? Like he see has the flashes it. and you're like, Holy shit. How did he do that? But then the next 10 games, he won't, you won't see that again. And you're like, Oh my God, it's like a re recurring theme here. I, and, and again, like I, I think the biggest thing for him from, from my, my point of view is like, he plays scared and it's very obvious. Like there's five or six games. You just see him like invisible, but then you can see him like, you know, a year and a half ago in the playoffs, two seasons ago. And he was fucking dominant and he was bodying people. He was bullying the penguin. Like, you know, so it, it's really dependent. I don't know like if his issues are in his head, like I, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, obviously he hasn't been too great this preseason, but like Avery said, it's preseason. It's, very irrelevant like give it 20 games you know if the first 20 games if he has like three points okay then we can talk but yeah he has until march i yeah. I, I will give him until march then you got to seriously consider i won't give him until march I'll, I'll give him until like january because it's like because <laughs> dude if you if, if he's playing half the season like how would you feel going into the all-star break and the guy has like 12 points like you're not gonna feel good about that well i want to yeah. give him every chance he has to succeed right so you give yeah. him until march and if he's not good enough Enough, then you trade yeah. and then you then you look to add that top six asset like the mm -hmm. Rangers have done in the past. But it's on right the Rangers now, too. It's on right. the Rangers too. They have to they have to play him in the top six. Like like right. they can't push him to the well, third line or fourth line. Like I, and I know I know what you're, I know exactly what you're going to say, Johnny. And I know like the way it's going to stack up is he's going to be that third line left wing. And it's just no, no, no. Oh, okay because I, I just think I I don't know I just think that's the wrong move because like. They've tried it for three years and it hasn't worked. So, like, yeah, I know you want to play him on his natural position and stuff, but like, I think at his age and like his skill, like, put him with the most talent as opposed to his natural position. Like, guys in every sport do it. And if you're an elite athlete, you should be able to play on the other side. And it's not that big of an adjustment in the NHL. I was going to say, 
as of right now, he's been given all the opportunity by Lavi Lett. Like totally. he's getting first totally. line, he's getting yeah. first power play yeah. in preseason. So it's you know yeah. it's still preseason. It's you know you can't really judge fully on that because yeah. come opening night, let's see what he can do when the games really matter. Right. And I don't think anyone like you know Mika has. I mean Mika played like one game, hasn't looked great. He was obviously day to day. Like in my mind, no one really has stood out, or at least the regulars have stood out in like such an incredible way in the preseason. And like that's you know why preseason is what it is. It's expected. Uh, but to that said, or to that point, like the eyes are on Lafreniere. So totally. if he's not fired up to play in the preseason, like, I mean, I'm hoping he can channel that in the regular season, but he should be fired up every time he's playing. And I, and I don't think, I don't think he's been as bad as the narrative is right now. He just hasn't mm-hmm. been great. And I think for him, the expectation is to be great when he's given the opportunity. And that's why it's somewhat of a failure early on here in preseason because he hasn't exceeded any expectation he's just been a little bit mid yeah but there but there gets to be a point where that really starts to get to you mentally and then you don't want to play for your team anymore and i think if this trend continues throughout this season and he's just like you know he's on pace for i don't know 40 45 points like just a slight tick off from last year like He's going to hear from fans. He's going to hear from, yeah. from people. And I, I think it's going to get to the point where like, he's going to, he's going to ask out. Like, I, I really think like, I really, really do. If he does not break out this season and I'm talking about like 55 points or higher, there's a good chance he doesn't play for the Rangers next year because I think he's going to, and I think it's going to be his choice. Cause I, I, I think it's really going to start to get to him and he, and he's just, at a point like you want to be happy playing the sport you love and you want to you know you're playing a sport professionally that's your career just like Avery just you know he's going to better like that's going to be his career he wants to do something he loves like you're trying to do something you love like I do something I love like dude he wants to do something he loves and when fans especially in New York which is a very unforgiving city are getting on his case like at some point it's going to break him and he's just gonna be like just get me out of here well I know for a fact he like sees what the media says. Like he's talked about it at training camp. You know, I've yeah. been to practice a couple of days. I've been to the, the games and, I, and I'll be, you know, I think I said it last episode, I'll be at every home game. So like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what he's saying after games, like he's aware of the narrative. And yeah. uh, you know, I think something about New York fans, right. Is when we get impatient, which is, you know, pretty often we tend to drive players out of here. And I think we're seeing that right now with the jets and Zach Wilson. Like that's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for that to be the case with Lafreniere because I think the three of us can, you know, pretty much defend everything about Lafreniere because we love him as a, a player and a kid. I have his um, jersey. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously sad and sucks to see. But even like on Twitter today, I saw the clip circling of, you know, the goal last night that Pajot mm-hmm. scored and Lafreniere, you know, dives on the back check instead of like fully hustling. But, you know, the narrative is that seven seconds where he, you know, lacks the back check, not the full minute 13 shift of him, you know, winning a one-on-three battle, winning a one-on-one battle in the offensive zone, like moving his feet on the four yeah. track. Like he, he did some good things on that shift. And then, you know, anyone that's played hockey knows what it's like to be caught on a long shift and you're back checking and you can't even fucking feel your legs. Yeah. And uh, at least he made the effort and dove, you know, I, I think I'm not going to defend that back check. Cause you know, obviously yeah. it was what it was, but it's not like he was like so fucking lazy where he didn't even try. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, that's just something important to note because, you know, I'm going to defend Lafreniere, obviously, yeah. until that's I your guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, every guy in New York has a shorter fuse than if he plays in San Jose or wherever. At the end of the day, it's just it, it's it's the natural part of being a New York Ranger. That's just what mm-hmm. you're going to get. But with Alexi Lafreniere, like 
you look at Edmonton, right? They drafted Nell Yakupov. He was supposed to be the superstar. And at some point, they bit the bullet. And at some point, yeah. we have to bite the bullet too. But I'm not ready to do it yet. I, yeah. I just don't. I don't think that all of this raw talent is is wasted yet. I, I really think he has it. And I think that if you look at power play time from the last like 20 first overall picks, Alexi Lafreniere is like at the bottom of the list by like a significant margin. So they they really haven't given him that like full chance to get the points. And I think. He, in his career, he's like third or fourth in Rangers even strength goals, five on mm-hmm. five. So yeah. he hasn't been terrible. He's not the guy that we drafted him to be right now, but he still can yes. be. I, I'm not I'm not out on it yet. Yeah. And 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 I do just want to caveat real quick, right? Like you you did mention a comparison who he's been getting a lot is Nail um from Edmonton, who was drafted, I think, in like, you know, twelve or eleven or something like that. But he was obviously the you know, the first overall pick and I get there's similarities there, but but there's also they're also two very very different players, right? Like like Yakupov never surpassed ever. I think it was like 30, 33 points, something like that. And and the guy had, I think his like plus minus on Edmonton was like a minus seventy, right? Like Lafreniere is, you know, he he's yeah. I mean like his plus minus in three years is plus five. I mean he had thirty nine points last year. He. He, he, he is trending up like every year, right? He had 21, 31, 39. Like he's trending up slightly, just not to New York fans' expectations for a first overall pick. But I, I think the skill level is a totally, totally different breed than than what Yakupov was. And, and you know, I think, uh, I, I just think Lafreniere is, there, there's a lot more upside there. Um, and, and he just needs to find his game. I mean, that's, that's it at this point. Like, you know, like Johnny said, we can keep defending him. Um, but there comes to be a point where it's like, you see Kako and he's just dominant. It, even if he's not putting up the points, like you see what he's doing and how he's building his game. And like, this is the year that Loff has to do it too. And if he doesn't, I, I, I mean, we, we really can't defend him anymore. And like I said, I, I really, really firmly believe like if he does not have a breakout season this year, like even if he finishes with like, 48 points or something. I I don't think he's going to be a Ranger next year because I think there comes to be the point where he wants to play for us and and that's like slowly dwindling. Cody's fucking on one today. He is. Also yep. recording a podcast not on Do Not Disturb Crazy, but we got yeah. that's fine. Uh, I want to transition into loud. Yo, I heard I heard one of your phones ring before and I know it was fucking Johnny. Don't no, you no, no, it wasn't me. Or it was Avery. It was Avery. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Don't you no, lie wasn't. to me. Dude, I heard that ring. Let me uh, transition a little bit into Laviolette because I think what we've seen from him so far, I mean, I I personally am a big fan. Uh, yeah. I think we talked about it last week with Emily Captain. Like, I wasn't when they made the hire at first. But we haven't seen a coach really come in here the last, you know, four or five years or so and call out the team, like, in the preseason, right? Yeah. Like, Laviolette basically said, like, last night was unacceptable, not good enough, and he's like, you know, saying basically things that are, you know, work ethic is not a system, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he's going to call out these guys and it doesn't matter who they are. It was uh, not good at all. So there's just too, way too much missing in the first period and mildly better in the second, but not good enough. And then in the third period, we decided to work and compete and thought our execution was way off the mark, couldn't make passes, couldn't get shots off and just off the end of our stick and not executing well, but that's unacceptable. The first half of that game is just, it's not who we are or who we want to be. So, 
Um, and I think that's super important, especially for a team that's trying to win right now is, you know, Gallant obviously never really called out the players, at least, you know, maybe not more than five times in his two years. David Quinn, you know, it was a different kind of situation, right? They weren't really competing for a Stanley Cup, so it's not necessarily a... This torts era, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was more of a process with Quinn, but um, Laviolette's not shy to, to say, or, or at least voiced his disgust. So it's going to be a different year as far as, like, watching the team, paying attention to the team, media coverage, because, you know, Laviolette's a fucking... He's, he's a guy that, that there's no bullshit. So um, yeah. I'm excited for that, personally. <laughs> And the last thing I want to say, and then we can get off the loft topic, is like <laughs> we're going you're well, off the loft topic. No, 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 because because I just wanted to, I just also wanted to say, like, <laughs> you know, we, like I said earlier, we have a bunch of superstars on our team, and and obviously Laviolette called everybody out yesterday. Like, it's on them too to, you know, it shouldn't just have to be on these kids. Like, they're very, very important to us getting to the next level and winning the cup, but. I do think we need to see our guys like, you know, Mika, Kreider, Zib. Well, Mika is Zib, dumb. Um, but <laughs> Panarin and, you know, all those guys, like we need we need them to go off, right? Like we need them to do their thing. We need them to score goals. We need them to, you know, get apples and, and all that stuff too. So I, I think it's really important just to caveat that as well. And, you know, it's going to, it's really going to be a whole team effort and it can't just be on Eeyore. It's going to be the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of a lack of accountability with Gallant, I feel like. And just seeing it from Laviolette to start the season and preseason is really it, – it's it's good. We yeah. like to see that. Should we go to some fan questions? We got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. rock and roll. All right, well, first I want to give a shout-out to Anthony. He sent us like a 20-minute uh, clip of him talking about the Rangers and Devils. And, I, I you know, I was DMing with him a little bit. And uh, we, can, we tried it last year with Rocky where, like, people sent what? Why are you guys laughing? Cody, uh, Cody just Cody literally just smiles and it it really just messes with my head, dude. Well, we tried last year, like people sending in videos if they want to be like featured in the podcast. Like Rocky sent one last year with like mm -hmm. a take and, and then we can debate it. So Anthony, I told him it was a little bit too long, like a 20 minute thing is that, not coming in the podcast. Well, that's but, that's why I was laughing because yeah. normally Johnny's like, All right, and we're gonna play it now. And and I yeah. saw it was 20 minutes, so I knew you yeah. were I listened so to I, I, I want to shout him out. That. It was no, hundred percent. Yeah, it it's just a little too long to throw in here, but uh, yeah. baby, Love we uh, we encourage anyone who wants to be like featured on the show. I mean, people always ask to come on the pod, so like, if you have something that you want to be heard, like send us a minute, minute and a half clip. We'll throw it in here. We'll talk about it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's just the best way to go about it. So, shout out to Anthony, and I'll get into some questions now. We'll start with the, the ones from Twitter. First question from Twitter: Mike Grinnell, when will Avery jump in the Hudson? Well, uh, listen, I could jump in whatever water in Miami. is in Miami. Yeah, but I I'm I'm gone, brother. Dude, how about if the Rangers win the cup? You jump in the Hudson. How about that? That's not the I point. Think, That's that. Yeah, I'll go with you. I'll I was actually I was actually planning on doing it. My issue is that uh, I don't get paid paid by them. So yeah, we, we talked about this. And I know and I know that we talked about this when Mike was on, but I don't get paid by them and I know they're going to want to film it, so it's like Yeah. I, I was I, I agreed to that Consult, under bro. the assumption that I was going to be working with them, but at the same time, I am a man of my word. Eventually, I'll do it. It's going to suck, but I'll do it. Eventually, who's, who's Barstool Lurch? Lurch? Yeah, he just replied to my foreplay. tweet. Oh, he just replied to my tweet. Yeah, he's the uh, man. I love Lurchy. Did he? Did he ask a question? No, he said I would just like it was about Lafreniere's shift. 
Uh, I would just say in that shift, it looked like there was multiple times he could have gotten off the ice, spread man down the wing, and right after he throws the hard wrap down the boards to name some obvious ones. It ain't summer league anymore when you take a five minute shift. Lurchy's the man, but he, uh, yeah, he he's always got some some rips for the Rangers. Should I keep this in the show? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. All right, let's go to the next one from our boy Rocky. How many points do you guys think Truba will get this season? Personally, I think he has a great season under Lav. Yeah. I think um, we actually didn't do this one yet, right? We, no, we haven't done Truba. Which is great. I, I I love the graphics. We've been doing point graphics. Um, I'll have to get back to those. I don't know how many points he had last year, but I think it'll, it'll go up. Last year he had 30. 30? 30. 30. Year before, year before oh, 39. Yeah. It felt like a lot more. I actually thought he had a really good year last year. Uh, You know. Not not points wise, just in yeah, general. I thought I thought Truba I thought Truba was a great defenseman last year. I thought he I thought he stepped it up from the previous year. I had mixed feelings on it. Um, I don't think he was as good defensively last year, uh, which I guess means he wasn't as good last year because <laughs> he's a def- he's a defenseman. Um, but no, I, I listen. I like Truba as a player. Uh, I don't think he's the offensive guy anymore, though. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. run second power play unit, so I don't think his production will go up. I think it'll actually go to like the twenty twenty five point range. Really? Well, he's not going to get power play time. I mean, it's not like he tore it up on the, on the second unit, but like yeah. you know, that definitely boosted his points a little bit. I think he had seven points in the power play last year, or five, mm-hmm. five power play points. So you take those away. Twenty five. Honestly, points. we don't we don't need him to be this. This no, we got like with with the emergence of Keandre Miller. I mean, I think Miller's gonna have a crazy year. I think he's he's you know a superstar in the making if he just continues doing what he was doing. And and you know sometimes he gets lazy like a little bit, but I think if he if he just works that stuff out, obviously as he grows and matures as a player, I think that he he's just gonna be incredible. I I love him, and you know I think like with Foxy and and him, like we don't need. And, and Gustafson will, will get a bunch of points too. Yeah. So like we don't need Truba to do that. We need Truba to rattle the other team and literally set the tone for games. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Foxy talks a lot about the comfort that he has playing with Lindgren. I would like to see Foxy and Miller play together this year and kind of give Truba that same feeling of like comfort so Truba can kind of unlock his offensive side because we know he has that shot. Like we know he's he's mm. a strong offensive player when he has that ability. I just think playing with a younger player like Keandre has kind of made him a little bit more defensive minded in terms of like staying back and letting Keandre do that. Yeah. Yeah. Be responsible. So I think I, I mean, we've seen it in camp a little bit, but I know Foxy and Miller would be unbelievable together. Well, they played together in the devil preseason game and they looked good together, obviously, but I just, man, I, I know I'm probably one of the few that's like strongly against it, but they need to spread it out. I think. If you have, you're gonna have Lingard and Truba playing together. Yeah, why not? Uh, we we when we got Truba, he was like an offensive minded defenseman. That's five years ago already. I know, but there's no reason why his 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 ability is just on like it's just tapped. It's definitely not tapped. No, but I think it's just Keandre and Foxy are are so strong separately at you know breaking the puck out, making offensive plays, like truly creating. And I think when you have Lingren and Truba out there together, it, it's listen, they're, they're fine. Lingren can break the puck out too, but it's just not as clean, not as crisp. It's more like high glassing out um, where Foxy like, you know, makes a pass that leads to a two on one or, you know, Miller just skates it out and starts not man rush. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to think, try is what I'm saying. Well, I, I think Gustafson has that ability too. 10 games. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Gustafson and Truba together. Yeah. Listen, my, my thing here is, 
in the NHL, in the NHL as a grand scheme, the goal is just to, to make the playoffs. Doesn't matter how you do it. Doesn't matter if you're first in your division, if you're wild card. Obviously, home ice advantage helps a little bit. But I wouldn't hate seeing them try different things this year. I think we got a lot of the same lineup last year, and I would just like to see them mix it around a little bit. Yeah, because I think it chemistry is such a huge part in hockey, right? We we know this, Johnny. You and I played. It just, Cody. it just, it wasn't meant to be a dig at Cody. I, play, but I played, I just played street hockey. Well, and Cody, I mean, Cody, you know from watching too, <laughs> you know from watching too, chemistry is so big. Like you look at the some of the best lines in hockey that have been playing with each other for so long. It's just one of those things mm-hmm. where you play with each other long enough, it's basically telepathy. You know, like Foxy and Lynn are going to know where they're going to be on, yeah. on the ice. They know when they can take chances and when not. So it's just like maybe build some chemistry in some other different ways and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Our next one is from Rich RL310. What are the chances the Rangers decide to not keep quick? Two games total of four, four and a half periods of play, and he's given up seven goals. Yes, D has been rough, but he has looked not quick. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely agree with that. He has not looked good by any means. Um, I, I do think, you know, in, the, in his first start, the defense did leave him out to dry a little bit. They didn't play their best. Um, but again, same thing preseason, like don't read too much into it. These players were off for a while. They're probably all getting back in the swing of things, just like when we do, when we take a vacation, um, you know, and I, I, I mean, this guy's a seasoned pro, multiple cups, like he's going to be just fine. Um, and I, I don't think anybody could have a worse start to their Ranger career than Halak. So there's that. Yeah, that was pretty rough. I think he lost, what, his first eight games? Eight. Oh, and eight. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't see them moving quick. Um, yeah, definitely it, it makes no sense. I mean, it yeah. makes no sense. And and they have good guys like in Hartford that can come up to you. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think he'll be fine as well. The next one is from JT Joe tap 27. Are these rumors of laugh true? I don't really know what he's referring to. Um, I know what they are. It's, it's that he's been like drinking all summer and not taking his game seriously. And like, you know, playing softball and, just no, I did see a tweet, right? It was like, like shit. yeah, it's. I talked to a reporter that was close to the team, and uh, it's bullshit. That, right? It's, it's, First it's of all, bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's clickbait. Like this, this. First kid of all, the, the reporters that are close to the team know nothing because the Rangers don't give out anything. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that. Yeah, Sorry, Johnny, it, but you know that. Yeah, I, I mean. I, especially, I like especially the, the reporter guys, close to the team. Like, but yeah, I, I don't like hang out with Lafreniere all summer. I don't know. What that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're close. Yeah. You, you're close to the team, but close yeah. to the Rangers. They, they like getting anything out of them is impossible. So also, that's something that like unless you're around him all the time, how could you really? Yeah, make that a story. Not much um, slips through the cracks with the no. Rangers. But also, like, of course, he's like a young kid who likes to party. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when it's time to play, like, show up and fucking play. You know, that's it. Uh, work hard, play hard. So last one on Twitter from Joe Albanese. What's the ideal spot for Loff in this lineup playing with Mika, Hedl or Trocek? Um, I, I, I think we all agree. He should probably be on the second line. Um, it, it's, it's tough because you want Hedl to elevate his game as well. And you want Kako to elevate his game as well. Um, you know, spreading the three of them out, on three separate lines isn't the worst idea, but then one of them has to be on third line. And I think Hedl made a very good case to be the two C and, you know, he, he as a player just signed a nice deal for us and, you know, he wants to elevate his game as well. So 
I lean towards like Tro, but at the same time, I, I feel like they're going to put Heedle as 2C. So then it's like kind of, you know, going against what I was saying earlier, where it's that that would line him up for the third line. But I think he needs top line minutes to to really elevate his game. So it's it's tough. By yeah. the way, first time in a long time, I really feel good about our depth at center. Mm-hmm. Like it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I would also say second line with Heedle. Uh, as well. And Shotrek's been pretty vocal about it too, like in the locker room and stuff, you know, telling the media that he's, you know, comfortable playing third line, more responsible defensive minutes. Um, you know, which is something we talked about, I feel like a couple weeks ago, if that was going to happen or not. And uh, it seems like that is the case to what you were just saying, Cody. So I, I would say, yeah, second line right wing or even left wing. I don't would, know it be, would... would it be crazy to make the line Krides, Heedle, Fluff? No. I actually, what was the line last year? Uh, what was the third line last year that was awesome? It was like, oh, there's my phone going off again. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah, it. What was the crazy yeah. uh, third line that was awesome last year? It was like Trocek, Kreider, and BC. They had that like, was a, really like for a couple games. Yeah, I think so. I, I actually, I actually like that. I, obviously, you're not going to see Kreider in the third line maybe yeah. until like later in the season, but maybe. Who knows? I wouldn't say it's not possible. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's a guy you could throw anywhere, and he'll be good. So yeah, I, I don't. That's another thing. I don't look at, and I actually agree with Galan on this. I don't really look at lines as like numbers. I always just think like you just put guys wherever they fit best, mm-hmm. and they're all going to get like somewhat of the same playing time. Obviously, the first line maybe a little bit smidge more, mm-hmm. second line smidge more than the other. But if you look at time on ice last year, like there were times where third line guys got more ice time than second or first line guys. Totally. Yeah. 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 All right, let's go on to the questions from Instagram. This one is uh, like kind of a long one. It's from Pete Dempsey, who's like a pretty loyal question asker. He's got a couple for us. This first one's from me. Uh, what position did you play, and what is your favorite memory from your collegiate career? I played right wing, and my favorite memory was scoring at Minnesota against Minnesota. All the way out of a crowd by Johnny Lazarus. Two on one if they hurry. Lazarus shoots, and he scores. Johnny Lazarus took it all the way. The two-on-one threat that Shearhart had to acknowledge. And UMass is on the board. It's 2-1. to one. No, I didn't ask this question myself, guys. That's what you're laughing about. <laughs> no, uh, I'm laughing. Never mind. All right. And then the second one, I know it's a few years in the future, but we're coming up on the centennial anniversary of the Rangers. Cody Avery and Johnny, what would you like to see the centennial jersey look like if you were planning on buying one? Would you want the typical jersey with the diagonal lettering or a throwback to the 70s where the logo was in the middle? That's a fucking great question. Great question. Great question. Yep. I love that 70s jersey, like the Rod Gobert ones with the Rangers crest in the middle and like that red sleeve kind of, right? It was like a blue and red sleeve. Is that the one where it's like white and then – because I'll show you the one. My brother actually just sent me a picture of uh, – someone was like selling like a, an old one that was sick. I got to find it. And that'll be the 25-26 season, just to clarify. Yep. Yeah. You guys keep talking. I'm going to find this picture, though. So I want to try, I want to, try to find mine, too. Is it, the, what, is it what, this one? Yeah, that yeah. one. And then the, the blue yeah. one. The blue one, too. Yeah, that one is sick. Well, I, I, I always use that one. In, like, when I'm playing Hut or, like, NHL, I always use that jersey mm-hmm. when I play as the Rangers. Wasn't it also, like, the, the blue ones with diagonal, but it's instead of saying Rangers, it said New York? Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah. That was, like, a couple years ago. 
No, he, no, no. You're talking. Those are the 95th and or the not even. It didn't have the threads, Johnny. It was the one with just the V neck. No yeah. threads. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I also love the Winter Classic, uh, 2012. Yeah. I mean that that one's incredible. So, so f- I was gonna ask this at the end, but since we're talking about this, like, what do you guys want the Stadium Series jerseys to look like? Do we? That's know? another one I haven't really like, thought I, about because I'm they the last Stadium that. Series were awful. Yeah, yeah, and also like. I really, I, I've been like kind of dreaming about the Rangers like releasing their stadium series merch. And I just hope they have like sick hats, sick shirt. Like, cause they're, dude, their hat, I'm sorry, but their hats fucking blow. Like the hats that the NHL and, and MSG put out are just trash, except for, you know, when they just put out the, uh, the winter classic ones a couple years ago were sick. And then also, uh, the reverse retro, I feel like they had really good merch. So, yeah, I was a fan These of the, the ones first I was retro. Talking about, by the way. Yeah, those are great. Mm-hmm. I think those would be awesome. I, I listen, I uh I hate I didn't really like the reverse retro at first. It kind of grew on me, but at the same time, I don't understand why they couldn't just do the old jerseys. Like there were so many good variations of older NHL jerseys that they could have done, but the old Liberty was perfect, man. Like I have a I have a white Gretzky one in my basement. It's just so a sick jersey. Yeah, the Navy Leech. So what I would love for them to do, which the USA uh, World Junior Team did in that outdoor game in Buffalo. Make it like a football jersey if they had like that the would giant, be... like the giant jersey because they, they wouldn't go Jets obviously because the colors. Right. But yeah. like they that have like NY with like the numbers in the front. Yeah, yeah or, or so baseball. Nasty. I mean, like long sleeve baseball. Like that stick to. No, I know. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that would be that would be sick. But they'll never do it, dude. They'll never do it. I they think that's possible. Guts. They don't have the guts. And we're playing the Islanders, right? Yeah. 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 And we, we, saw, we have to go to that game. Like, I'm yeah, not, we will. We will. I, yeah, we have to go. Did you guys see also that Adidas like sneakily dropped sneakers for that game? No. What? They dropped like a New York Rangers pair. They're actually kind of cool. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah, either. like exclusively on their app, they dropped a pair of Rangers and Islanders pairs of sneakers. Some someone like posted on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Where'd you find that?" And they sent the link. If you like, look it up. Like Rangers Stadium Series Adidas sneaker. They're actually kind of cool. I'll check really? Mm hmm. That is cool. All right. All right. Next one from Jackknife82. Prospect question. Scouts say Gabe Perot's skating isn't strong. What's wrong with his skating? I could start this one if you guys want. Go for it. I, 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 really I wouldn't say his that. skating is weak. He's just not very explosive. Like, there's no second gear with, with Gabe. Uh, like, he doesn't really blow by defensive with his speed, but that's totally fine. He has, like, you know, two years now to get bigger and stronger in college. But he's not, like, a slow skater. He's more yeah. of, like, a, you know, like a Panarin, right? Like, Panarin doesn't, you know, show his like, uh, like he doesn't have like a burst of speed. he doesn't have a burst of speed really ever but like you know it's not like he's slow he, he's yeah, a very I mean, skilled player yeah and he's not the prettiest skater in the league because you know that's left for any air but um yeah i mean he has he has time and you know he's he still has like you said probably about two years before he sees the show so it's mm-hmm. it's it's not something that's very pressing right now and i think more so you know, these guys drafted a goal scorer and that's what he is. And he has a beautiful shot and he's a great playmaker than a goal. Yeah. More of a playmaker than a goal scorer. I would say, but his, his shot is just, so I, shot I, is I, good. I could see him. I could see him being a 25 goal scorer, like easy, easy. Rookie year? NHL. Like possibly I, I dude, I, I think he's going to be sick. Um, I don't think he's obviously as much of a goal scoring threat as like a guy like Othman, but I think, you know, he still has a couple years to develop and, he's going to get what Othman didn't, right? Like Othman didn't really get to come to Hartford until this year, possibly. So yeah. he's going to go right into the, you know, 
wherever I love that Oppen just goes to the net, man. I think that's going to be the difference between him and Perot is like Perot is going to be like more outside Panarin Mm -hmm. type playmaker, whereas like Offman will just be like a Kreider and just go straight to the net. Yeah. Which is great. What's up? Which would both be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you you would want balance, Mm -hmm. right? All right. Next one from Jay McCabe, 118. Gaze into the crystal ball. Is Laugh a Ranger post trade deadline? Does Zach Jones get dealt? Um, two good questions. I think we kind of touched on that a little bit. I said that I'm giving him until the trade deadline to kind of prove that. So I, I don't really have an answer for that. But if I'm looking into a crystal ball, I'd I'd love to see Loft stay with the Rangers. I obviously still have an, an attachment to him. So I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight the noise this year and do it. And um, man, it would really suck to lose Zach Jones, but I just don't yeah. think there's room for him right now. Yeah, and, and there's, it's yeah. going to be tough to find room for him. They haven't really given him the opportunity. They've given a, him a couple chances, called up, whatever. But um, he's such a, he's such a talented player. He's a little undersized, but his speed and his ability to move the puck is great. Um, man, yeah, that's that's one guy. That's one guy I really wish would fit into the lineup, but it just doesn't right now. The thing that sucks is like he's going to be a classic case of the overcrowd, like you said, and we've seen it many times in the past with the Rangers where they've done this. They've shipped out a guy and then he kind of flourishes elsewhere like Pionk. And um, uh, I know Lungfist like hasn't really broken out yet, but he but he's still obviously he had a solid year. Yeah, he had a solid yeah. year. And then and then who um, who do we trade like five, six years ago? Who, who I think he won the cup with the abs. Oh. Um, uh, oh, don't uh, say that name, Johnny. What, what's his what's oh his God. ryan graves ryan graves yeah and was he on that ass team i, I don't i don't know the devils he just got traded from the devils yeah yeah maybe, maybe i'm pretty he sure he won the cup. cup i i think he i think he won the cup and then got moved but maybe he left the year before but like regardless dude yeah he had some he's had some like he's a good defenseman now and mm-hmm. that's just a classic scenario of like no room rangers had to move him and you know is what it is but i don't know so no, he I didn't think Laugh is a ranger. What'd you say? He didn't win the Stanley Cup. He didn't win. Yeah, it, right? yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I think Laugh is a ranger post deadline. I do think Jones will get dealt, but I think Jones wants to stay here. So yeah. I, I don't I don't really know how that's gonna go down. Um and he also is the first call up probably if anything happens. So I'm not gonna say he'll get dealt like right away, but maybe by the deadline. Yeah, I All hope right, next oh Jay, Jay McCabe again. Um, which vet player players benefits the most from the new coaching staff, in your opinion? Vet players. I think Panarin personally, I think mm-hmm. Panarin, I think he, he is finally going to have that. I think he's really going to pass a hundred this year. And I, I think he's going to flourish under a new coach. It, it's been a little weird for him with coaching these past two coaches. And I, I think he hasn't really like fully settled in. And I think, you know, Laviolette's going to be going to be the right guy to to push him in the right way and you know get him back to scoring goals, play playmaking, like everything he knows and loves about the game and you know just really have fun with it and, and have a great year, so. Yeah, I actually completely agree with Cody cuz one of the big things we've struggled with with Panarin throughout his career is that he's kind of had he's he's had tough wingers. He hasn't really had the the best line mates in terms of like playing ability. And we've got we brought these guys in to really elevate the playing ability from the younger players. And, you know, Panarin's going to end up with some younger guys. So I, I agree with Cody. I think Panarin's going to see a jump. He, he's probably going to pass the 100, 100 point barrier this year. I'm going to go in a different direction and say Barkley Goodrow. Uh, I like that. 
I, I just think, you know, Laviolette kind of brings that grit factor as far as coaching goes. And I think Goodrow has had a pretty strong impact on the team so far in his first couple of years, but good one. I think there's still a little bit more room to improve. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's like more points, but I think Goodrow will just be way more effective under. Laviolette. He needs that. He needs yeah. that too. Cause he's, he's the guy everybody looks at when we're talking about money struggles and we're talking about where the <laughs> contract struggles are. Everybody first looks to Goodrow. So yeah. I, I, I wish the best for Barkley Goodrow. I think he's a great guy to have in the locker room. I, I genuinely think the guys love him in that locker room. And I really hope he has a, a big comeback year this year. I, I was, I was going to say like he to me is, you know, the guy, just like you said, everybody looks at him as, as a scapegoat. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's, if he's the guy, if he's the guy they move in a deal to free up cap space and, and bring in somebody because right now the way you look at it, like, Let's let's face it. There's a very good chance Cooley and Othman both are not making this squad. Um, so you know if they don't, I, I'm pretty sure they have like 600k of of cap space. So the only way they're they're getting any more cap space to make a move, you know, if they're if they're competing going into that deadline, which I would assume they are, but they're you know they're they're fighting against the Devils and the Canes and, and all these other teams that are just as good, arguably. I, they're going to need to do something, and I think. The only way to do that is to free up money um, un- unless Othman's like tearing it up or Cooley's tearing it up. And they're like, this is the missing piece. Mm-hmm. And he's the perfect guy who they're going to look and be like, all right, this guy's 3.6. Like he's the perfect scapegoat. We can move him. We can bring in a decent, like they can bring in a 30 goal scorer. Who's just a pure goal scorer, something like that. So I, I don't know. He He's a guy really, really to watch this season. Just like you said, because I think just as much for, for Loff, like it's, it's kind of make or break for Barclay Goudreau this year. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one, well said Cody, the next one from Brandman seven, six, nine, four. We only have three left. So okay. there. who do you think will lead the Rangers in goals and assists? I think it's a no brainer. I, I actually think Kreider finishes with more goals this year than Mika does. Um, but I think assists is Foxy. Yeah. More than Panarin. Or Panarin. Yeah, I would say Foxy is more than Panarin this year. Just because I think just because power play though, Foxy's you know he racks up points in the power play. Like, okay. yeah, it, yeah, it'll be it'll be one him or Panarin, and, and those two are right there. Like last year, Panarin at sixty three, Foxy at sixty. Yeah. What do you guys I think, think? I'm with you on that. I agree. I think I think Mika is going to lead the team in goals. Mm-hmm. I think him and Kreider will both hit over forty. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think him and Kreider are both going to hit over 40. I think Mika will beat him out by, you know, two or three goals. Um, and assists, I'm probably going to go, yeah, I mean, Panarin or Fox are the two guys. Yeah. But I, I'm going to go with Panarin. I'm telling you, I think he's going to have, like, a crazy year. I just I just feel it. Shaved his head, ready for new beginnings. He's he's ready to go. All right, this next one's from M.Crank10, another loyal question asker. How good is Othman? Got to be in the running to make the team. Yeah, he's fucking good. He's yeah. fucking really good. He's a beast. He's, he's right really, there. really good player. Yeah, he's raised right there. And it's like we said earlier, it's a classic case of they're just there's not space for him unless he's guaranteed minutes on the top nine and they're not gonna shove him on the fourth line and you know do that. So that's all I've one say. guy we actually haven't talked about is Kako. And I'm very surprised that Kako hasn't gotten more looks with Kreider and Zabanajad in the preseason. I know maybe Laviolette wants to give Lafreniere that chance, but I thought Kako looks so confident mm. uh, in the, in the preseason game he played against the Islanders. And I'm surprised he hasn't really been rewarded yet in the preseason. Maybe that's something that happens down the road, but 
I thought Kako looked great so far in the preseason, and I'm surprised right now he's kind of in like that second, third line role. Yeah, I think that's like when sometimes the best things are unsaid. Like when you're not talking about a guy, it's probably a good thing. And I think Kako's really taken that next step. He's such an elite playmaker in the offensive zone. His puck ability is insane. I think if he just shoots a little bit more, he's going to put more pucks in the back of the net. But he is so good with like, I actually think he is nearly untouchable if he gets the puck in the corner. Like it's very like the pucks on a string with him and, and Mm -hmm. his, his size and his skating ability has only gotten better. I agree. I think he should probably be on the first line. Um, I think he's, he's been great there. And if anybody's really going to give Lafreniere the best chances in terms of like passing, it's going to be Panarin. So yeah, I I would give, I'd give Kako that first line spot and, and hope that Lafreniere just puts more pucks on the net because we know he has the shot. He just just hasn't really done it. Yeah, no, super like very, very well said. And the Rangers, I I mean, what'd you say? I was giving snaps. Um, you know, I, I think it's really abundantly clear. Like the one thing this team needs is, is more goal scorers. They have enough guys who, who make plays and Kako's that next guy in line that everybody looks at to potentially be a 30 goal scorer. Um, you know, and I think the best way to do that is, is putting him on that top line with two really good vets, um, you know, to elevate his game and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I think they should do. Yeah. And then the last one, it's not even a question, but Sammy Hockey 36, another loyal one. The discussion on bagels from last pod, the best bagel is Montreal bagels. That's a fact. I've actually heard Montreal bagels are fucking amazing. Is that in New York? Is that in New no, York? No, it's like literally Montreal, like the city in Canada. Oh, like <laughs> like he's just talking yeah. about Montreal. Like bagels, bagels in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, apparently they're yeah, amazing. That's no. that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And better than New Jersey and New York. I don't know about that. But. Utopia bagel in Queens, the best. Yo, Avery, you're you're from you're from my county, right? You're from Bergen. Yeah, yeah. dude, have you had Modern Bagel in Fairlawn? It's yeah, actually, it, dude, it's, it's incredible. very good. It's incredible. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah, Utopia Bagel in Queens though is the best I've ever had. It's one yeah, of those right. ones that just comes out of the oven, and it's like you don't even have to toast it. Like the mm. it's hard on the outside, soft on the inside. It's it, it was actually life changing for a guy who's been in Jersey and who's had good bagels his entire life. Yeah. Um, it was really good. All right, fellas. Well, thanks for all the questions, everybody that sent them in. We'll be back next week. Um, more two two more preseason games left this week. Uh, really? Yeah, that's it. Oh my no! Uh, not Wait. like not like really. Like I was just surprised there were more games. I, I yeah, always two more games. The preseason was like shorter. No, Speaking of the preseason, do you know why they're only having like the Rangers play three teams the whole preseason? Like they it's always do that. They, they keep that local. Thing? Yeah, it's like a travel. Local. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they used to play like Boston though. I, well, they are. They, they did they play, play Boston, Boston already, and they're right. playing them again. Yeah. See, this is that just, that just that just shows you how much buy-in I have on yeah. preseason. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, it's just Devils, Isles, and Boston. That's their three teams. But I'm surprised, like no, no Flyers, no Buff. Like, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's so. Next week will be our last like one episode a week, and then once the season starts, we're we'll going to two. And I know Cody's due any day to be a father, so. Uh, this might be the last time you guys hear from him for, for a couple and, weeks. And this is my last episode from New Jersey. Yeah. A lot of changes being made here on the Blue Crew. But, yep. Cody, you want to send it off? LFGR, baby.
Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was, like, super hot. And then I, um, dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> honey? Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control, Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its Affiliates. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.